2018 in Titusville, Florida, a Peace in the City event was being held at a local park. And you would think that Peace in the City would prevail. Well, unfortunately, at this same park, there was a basketball game going on. And due to the outcome of that basketball game, a fight ensued. Somebody got worked, and the gentleman that got worked immediately went back to his car and retrieved a pistol. Oh, you sure You sure that wasn't a movie? Negative. This actually happened. Because it sounded like above the rim. Was anybody on the court named Bishop? <laughs> oh, wait, I might be getting my movies com- mixed up. Sorry about that. Excuse me. <laughs> Anyway, man, when he went to go retrieve the pistol, he came back. He started spraying rounds in the crowd. Kids, women, old folks there. Luckily, there was one armed citizen in the park who upped his unit, put that bad guy down, and he was hailed as a hero. The question is, what would you do? Kick the intro. Tactical Tuesdays with Peach State Armory. Today is February the 11th. I am Dr. Osiris Carter, and in some circles, I'm simply known as the Duke. (laughs) And what's happening? This your partner, Uncle Malcolm. And they asked me, they say, Unc, why you stay ready? I said, that's simple, baby. I stay ready, so I ain't got to get ready. (laughs) You understand that? (laughs) And today's episode, guys, today is all about what would you do? Wherever you are, you need to understand the law first and foremost. Yeah, well, are you able to carry in that park? Right. Question do you, number one. Do you carry in the park? I carry everywhere that I'm <laughs> legally able to carry. Straight up. I carry in the bank, in hey, church. Hey, hey, everywhere. Wherever I can, right. just, just to be safe. But anyway, so what would you do if you were in that park? Um you know, Malcolm, sometimes you can be known to be romantic. You know, you 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 might take the wife out to a picnic in the park. If you were at a picnic in the park uh, and this occurred, what would you do? I'm just saying, I think you got to think about your options. Well, all my training has told me that the rule number one in confrontation is to avoid. Exactly. Rule number two in confrontation exactly. is to avoid. Straight up. Rule number three in confrontation is to avoid. At all costs, guys, <laughs> if you can avoid any defensive situation where you have to use deadly force, the first thing that we want you to do is try to avoid that situation. That's it. That's it. So depending on how close that shooter was, what direction those shots were going in, um, avoid. Get as far away from it as possible and take cover. Exactly. Yeah, okay. and it's okay to hide, guys. Straight up. People who hide live. Straight, <laughs> you understand me? Right. Straight up. So the first thing that you want to do is avoid at all costs. All costs. And if you cannot avoid, so if you were in that park and the threat was within, let's say, 25, 30 feet, what would you do at oh, that Oh, that's point? a good distance. I, I hope, you know, unless those shots again are, are heading – Unless I've been hit or something, you know, and, and around me has been hit, they're not firing in my direction. That's enough. That's enough space to get the hell on. Okay. I, okay. Get on down. Mm-hmm. But if you were not able to, if this situation presented itself in your area, maybe not directed directly towards you, but if those rounds were coming down range in your vicinity, what would you do in that case? 
That's tough, man. I, you know, God forbid anything like that ever happened. Gave me the chills just thinking about it. I would have to be the cover. If I'm in an open area and I'm on a date night and I got my wife with me, I am the protector. So I then would become the cover. I had to put her behind me and um, and attempt to engage. Now back up, put the gun down, and give me a pack of Tropical Fruit Bubblicious. And some Skittles. And I think it's I think it's important to note what Malcolm said initially, and he said whatever his training has led him to do. So if you cannot avoid that situation and avoid it by all costs, if you cannot avoid that situation, then the next thing that we want you to do is to only act within the scope of your training. Yeah. So if you just got out of a basic pistol class yesterday. I don't think engaging with this bad guy in the middle of a park with other innocent people running around, you got kids, you got old ladies, you know, running around. I don't think you engaging in the middle of that park would be within the scope of your training. Not at all. Not at all. That's a big thing we cover in our courses, man. Everything, everything that you do in a situation should be within the scope of your training. Exactly. So do not get engaged in something, you know, don't, don't, don't jump in and the water's over your head. That's it. Because you might drown. That's it. You bound so, to drizzle. You understand me? You bet. Shout out to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop, come on the show, bro. You, Hey, Uncle Snoop, come on the show come and meet Uncle Malcolm. You right. understand that? I like this here. Uh, but we do want you to make sure that you only act within the scope of your training because there are laws that can protect good Samaritans. I don't know the specific law in your jurisdiction, but there are laws nationwide that support good Samaritans. But you have to be acting within the scope of your training. That's it. That's it. So next, what we always want you to understand is that if you have to get involved in a situation like this, if this situation presented itself to you and you had to act, Make sure that whatever your actions are, you do not put anybody that is innocent in any more danger. Very important. Very important. You know, in that situation, there were kids running around again. There were there were women and children and things of that nature, uh, you know, shooting blindly at a bad guy just to feel like, you know, you want to you want to prove a point may end you up in prison or be a hero you right you don't be a hero which 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 leads me to the next topic is just because you have a concealed carry permit that is not a hero card not at all it's not a hero card not at all it's not a it's not a a a, a, a get out of jail free card to where if something goes down you're the first person to up that unit and, and act not at all that's not what those that is for so make sure that you do not become an instant hero just because you got a pistol on your hip. It's concealed for a purpose. And a lot of situations, it should remain that way. What would you do? You pull up to a gas station. You go inside of the gas station. You get inside the gas station. You're searching for some chips. You're looking at the... Uh, the, the pizzas new, at QT, they got them pizzas in there, man. I'm man. looking at the white chocolate Snickers, you know what I'm saying? Right. But anyway, because they got them. I, I saw that in Texas. Anyway, 
So you you inside of the gas station. Bad guy comes in, starts screaming. Everybody get the fuck down. What do you do? Get the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a pistol on you, is that what you're going to do? That might not be the time for you to get involved. No, sir. It might not be the time. It's the difference between a direct threat and an indirect threat. Correct. Correct. So in situations to where you are not directly involved, don't put yourself in it. Mind your business. That's all. Just mind your business. Mm -mm. Again, Mm -mm. your concealed carry permit is not a hero card. It's not. It's not a card that says, at any time, I can act if I want to. It's not. Malcolm said this in the previous episode, just because you can. Doesn't mean you should. Does not mean you should. Think about that, guys. Understand, you have to act within the scope of your training. You cannot put other people in danger. And also, but most importantly, you need to be acting within the legal limits of where you are. Very important. Very important to know the laws in your area. And if, if if you don't know firearms laws in your area, very simply, you need to go and find out. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. And uh, I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. Okay? Yeah, no, I, 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 I have the memo. I've got it. It's right. If you have a concealed carry permit and you you carry a firearm with you, it is assumed that you know the laws. And mind you, we the situation at hand was I'm out on a date with my wife. We don't train together all the time. When I go to training, I take all kind of courses that she doesn't attend. But it's my responsibility to, when I get home, share that knowledge and also have a plan in place. She knows because we discussed it. Is that it, a problem that you guys don't train together? Uh, yes For and situations no. like this? Well, no, no, definitely not. Because I consider myself the shooter. Okay. So unless I am injured to the point where I can't Shout out fire the shooters out there, where I can't fire a gun, um, she knows the plan. It, in any situation, we discuss plenty of scenarios and practice plenty of scenarios. That's more happen. training. So those exactly. are mental reps. But and I bring that back home. So that's that's the whole thing about it. It's like you know, it's like a child at school. You get so much work. But then the rest of the responsibility for that child retaining that information is the going home and the parents reinforcing that information. Right. And and it's all about reinforcing. So what I learn, I come back, I share with her, we develop a plan. So that way when things happen that we don't expect, she knows how to act. Because to things will happen. That you don't expect. Straight up. If you were prepared all the time, you know, for everything, nobody would ever get caught. Like by I surprise. said last episode, I don't know when a wild boar may attack me in the city streets of Atlanta. Say what? You never know. You never know what's going to happen. You never know. But what you can rely on is that training that you've had. You can rely on that muscle memory that you've developed. The muscle memory will only come with training. And you guys hear us talking about all the time talking about training. It may seem like we harp on training, but the only way to become an effective, responsible armed citizen is by training. Church. Church. You can take defensive pistol courses. You can take personal protection outside of the home courses. You can take uh, defensive rifle courses. There are a plethora of different types of courses that you can take if you want to prepare for situations like these. I myself am a fan of 
all of the classes that they offer at the Sig Sauer Academy. Been there several times. <laughs> Unfortunately, Glock does not offer such courses to civilians. Lies. I, I, well, I, I haven't seen any personal Lies. protection type of courses offered by Glock. There's a Glock operator course. Does that teach you defensive skills? No. Hmm. It teaches you pistol skills. Oh, and those pistol skills can be translated into defensive skills? There you go, Dr. Carl. Well, okay. Okay, Glock. I'll give there you that. You go, Doc. But the important thing, guys, is that you get out here and you get training. If you are a novice shooter and you just went out and bought your first pistol, sign up for a class. There are basic, basic pistol courses offered all over this country. Make sure you sign up for a class. Uh, I was in the barber shop the other day, and my barber's son just turned 21, bought a Taurus. I believe it's the G2 model. I'm not, I'm not really familiar mm, with that yeah, model. G2C, yeah. They yeah, paid he, 189 for it. Well, hey, I don't, I don't know how much he paid for it. It's a nice little pistol, though, but uh, yeah. he's carrying that pistol appendix. And I asked him, I'm sitting in the chair, and I asked him, you know how to field strip it? You know how to take it apart? What was his answer? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! <laughs> I'm sure no. <laughs> Did he even have a holster? I don't know what kind of holster he had. It looked like he had it in his waistband like he was uh, right. in Old New dog. Jack City. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Old but, dog of Menace to Society. Yeah, right. but but at any rate, he did not know how to at, at, at least take that pistol apart. That's a problem. Man, you know how many people have asked me to clean a gun that they have had and considered keeping it by their, or have had it by their bedside and considered it something that was going to keep them and their family safe. That's a problem. And hadn't cleaned it or don't even know how to field strip it and had it for years. That is a problem. What would you do? Yeah. You have bought this tool for the protection of you, your loved ones, and you have no training on it. So you get into a situation, you carrying that pistol, you at the park, something goes left, you're going left. What would you do? Training is one of the most important aspects of responsible armed citizenry. If you are going to own a pistol, not a word. Citizenry is a word. Citizenry. Look, look it up. That's a word. Spell it. That's Spell a word. C i t i z e n r y. I ain't no ends in that word. I'm telling you, that's a word. I feel you. Training is one of the most important aspects of becoming a responsible armed citizen. How about that? There we go. I like that better. Make sure you train. You have to get training, guys. We're not saying that you got to go out and pay $500 a week for training. You can train at home. Dry Fire Practice is one of the best training tools for novice as well as advanced shooters alike. Training is fundamental. Straight up. And speaking of that, make sure you go to www.peachstatearmy.com and check out all of our course listings. We also offer customized course packages based upon what you want to learn. Because not everybody's goals are the same. There are plenty of reasons to own a gun. Everybody doesn't want to have it on them at all times and walk around with it all day. What so would you do? training regimen may be different. Exactly. What would you do? If you are faced with a threat and that threat becomes immediate and that threat becomes personal, what would you do? What would you do? What do you have to rely on? 
What have you been trained to do? What have you been trained to do? That is most important. Just like every week, guys, I always tell you, if you ain't got one, you better go get one. It's the tactical accessory of the day. Today's tactical accessory is coming to you from the good folks at Bianchi. They did not. Shout out to Bianchi. Shout out to Bianchi. Hey, somebody, Bianchi, send somebody to this show. Shout out to Bianchi. They did not Straight pay up. us for this, uh, nor are they endorsing us in any Bianchi, way. Bianchi, send the bag as well. Um, I just bought products from them that I've absolutely fell in love with. Send the bizag. And the particular product uh, we're discussing today is the, they're called Bianchi Speed Strips. Now, what they are is equivalent to a speed loader. If you are uh, firing a wheel gun or or wielding a wheel gun. Hey, shout out to <laughs> anybody that carries a wheel gun. Uh, so if you have a revolver, you know the, the cartridges are loaded into a cylindrical uh, chamber. Um, and if you don't have a speed loader or you're not a fan of a speed loader, because they can be sometimes uh, tedious, should I say, to load. Um, you should get one of these speed strips. Now, what it is, is it's a rubber strip that holds either five or six rounds. You set the rounds in with the uh, primer side down. They fit in there perfectly in the speed strip to where you can even shake it around with your hand and the rounds won't fall out. But what that allows you to do is quickly load each round, as you can imagine, off of a rubber strip into that chamber. Um, which makes for easier and faster reloads. Uh, if, like I said, if you're wielding a uh, wheel gun. Hey, hey straight <laughs> I, up. I, I thought pun that intended. Was, right, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Last time I heard that, I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. Dad <laughs> joke, right. Um, or a revolver or, of your choice. And I again, I'm speaking of it in the 38 special, but of course, that's not the only caliber that they come in. Now, as you always know, we like to send some shots down range. Pow, 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 pow. Grow. Pow, pow, pow. Shots down range. Today's shots down range go to Mandy Bellinger, uh, a Republican out of District 23. Mandy Bellinger. Yeah, and forgive me if I'm not pronouncing your last name right, Mandy. Uh, no offense. Forgive it, Mandy. Come on the show so we can discuss how to pronounce your last name. Please come see us. Uh, but shout out to Mandy Bellinger for introducing the bill last month to increase the reciprocity of people with concealed carry licenses in states across the United States of America. Reciprocity is always a good thing, but it has its pitfalls, especially if you're not receiving no training. That's true. But at, at on the other hand, on the other edge of that sword, it is unfathomable to me. Wow. To travel to another state that has similar gun laws as mine. And just because they don't recognize my license be uh, feel like I am in fear of some type of legal ramifications for concealing my firearm in that state as a responsible and licensed and trained firearm owner. So this house bill basically is intended to, you said, increase the spread of reciprocity among states that have similar firearm statutes? Correct. Now, we live in Georgia. There's a, there are, what, 50 states, 51, something like that, 48, well, 49, somewhere I don't somewhere think you went there. to social studies. Uh, depending class. on what day it is. Um, right. States in the United States class of America. Uh, being from Georgia, I am aware that all surrounding states have reciprocity. So that means I can, with my concealed carry license, take my firearm to any states that border Georgia. So you so you you 
without confined. fear. Oh, you can find to travel in the it, southeast. It, that's the way I'm feeling. With your pistol. That's the way I feel. So shout out to Mandy for expanding my range. Mandy, come on this show, please. She proposes that we have two-way reciprocity back and forth between states in the United States for licensed gun owners. Those of you in New York and California, you will be excluded from this bill. <laughs> you as already you, know. As you're excluded you from know most bills, right? <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to Mandy. Uh, hopefully that bill passes. I can see good things coming from that. That's going to do it for today's show, guys. Make sure you go to www.peachstatearmory.com. Check out all of the course listings. Also, make sure you get your 2020 PSA Custom Shots calendars. They are amazing. Jib. I am Dr. Osiris Carter, a.k.a. Mr. Double Tap. <laughs> and it's your partner signing off, Uncle Malcolm, a.k.a. the Sultan of Shooting. <laughs> <laughs> and always, guys, remember to watch your six and stay low.